Hey, and welcome to episode 40 Property Mastermind podcast with Hilary Saxton. This week, wow, how important is a good standard of finish on your property development? Episode 40, you're going to learn a lot about what you need to look out for, the things you need to do, the difference between between finishes and defects, and so much more. Got the amazing Bob Anderson with me again this week. Let's jump into episode 40. episode 40. How important is a good standard of finish on your property development? As usual, giving away a copy of property, I should know it by now, by of Secrets of Property Millionaires Exposed. Oh, it's a That's secret. That's you can't remember it. If you would like to win a copy of this, it's a fabulous read. It's all the different, uh, many different property strategies by different people and why they think theirs is great. It's mm. definitely worth a read. Uh, just um, subscribe to our YouTube channel and leave us a fab comment or comment on Apple. You can find us on Spotify as well. But if you'd like to win a copy of this, that's all you've got to do. So go ahead, you go in the draw to win a copy and I will send it out to you. Last week's winner or the person who wins it this week is Meg Mackay. We had a few wow. women lately. How good is that? Well, women are strong on property. They are strong on property. So Meg Mackay, you expect to see this in your letterbox pretty soon. Okay, let's jump into it. Let's do it. Sir Bob. Yeah. So how have you been? <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen you for a while. I haven't seen you either. Where have you been all day? Well... I had to book in a podcast. I'm like, I'm, oh, I said, can we please? Oh, important stuff. I'm an important man. Yes, you are an important so I went, man. So I went to the gym. Yes, you went to the gym. Which is important. Yes. And more importantly, I went to Bunnings you and l- bought up big time. He <laughs> lives at Bunnings. Is, is that just a man thing? I got my own car park. I, I, that wouldn't <laughs> even surprise me. He's always there. What do you do there? I got my own cashier too. She just waits for me to come. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, well, off... Uh, off to help my son Luke this weekend building a deck. That's right. I've got the whole mm. weekend home alone. You'll love it. It'd be a little bit peaceful. Might be a little bit quiet. Mm, what are you going to do? Uh, there's a few things I want to do actually. I've got a few things I'd like to tie up. Some loose ends mm-hmm. I'd like to get sorted. Yeah. Well, we've been we were away last weekend and I've got a bit of catching up to do. We were in beautiful Orange in New South Wales. We were Had a great four days down there. And the crazy thing was we missed all the storms. So this is the, mm. we've got another weekend of storms as well. So we've got the Queensland, New South Wales, crazy storms. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was great. I got sunburned, sad, sadly, when, you know, the Brisbane's flooding and other parts. But, uh, you know, that happens sometimes. Mm. Yeah. So uh, I actually got sunburned at, <laughs> in Orange. Went down there, caught up with Midnight Oil. They stayed in the same hotel we did. They did. There he was, we Pe- didn't, Peter Garrett, all seven foot of him. We didn't even see them, actually, <laughs> but they were in the same hotel as us. Yeah, they were avoiding us. Yes, they probably heard us singing. Heard about us. And then um, next week we're in... Well, next weekend, to Harvey Bay. Yes, of for all the, places. Are they the state or the regional championships of Toastmasters? Because you, you won your... I don't know, would you win your division? You, yeah, I can't run a couple of rounds and now I'm going to the finals. Going yeah. to the finals, wish Won the luck. preliminary rounds into, into, the, uh, into the finals. Yes, pretty mm, exciting. That's a yeah, hopefully. Although, I'd like to win It doesn't the, take luck. No, it takes a lot of work. I'd I've like heard to you're practicing. <laughs> I practice There's a lot, lot more than luck. I, I think pra- you're going to go really well. Practice in the shower. You will go really well. So I'm well. in the humorous competition because apparently I'm quite funny. 
<laughs> but there you go. Funny to look at, perhaps. Who knows? No. Anyway, should we great. talk? Should we talk property? Let's get on to property. We probably should. We probably should. So, Bob. So, give us your definition on the difference between. Uh, well, if we're thinking how important is a good standard of finish yeah. with your property development, and really that needs to be broken down into into defects versus finishes. What, yeah. What's your breakdown? Yeah, actually, that's not a bad idea to do that. Mm. Um, well, defects, and you know, it's hard to define defects because in our well, most of our building contracts, we've got a thing called a defects liability period. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a period of time could be three, six, even up to 12 months after the builder's finished where they have to come back and f- fix defects. And that's fine having that in the contract, but it doesn't actually define in building contracts that I've seen exactly what a defect is. And so you can have major defects and minor defects. And I mean, a major defect would be something pretty serious, probably something structural. Mm. And often they, those sorts of defects go beyond the normal defects liability period. Uh, you know, it's particularly structural. It could be six years or whatever. But um, isn't that isn't that the end? Is it six or seven years? Is the end of the structural defect well, liability? Well, it is. Period? But I mean, there have been court cases that have gone beyond that. Mm. Uh, but none that I've been involved in, thank goodness. But if we talk about normal defects, you know, three, three, six, twelve months sort of thing. Mm. What actually is it? And uh, look, pretty much a layman's thing for me is. Typically, a, a defect, it, it's, it's something that stops something from functioning correctly or it's an obvious flaw in something. Now, that's, <laughs> that's very much layman's. For instance, you know, what do you see? Well, as soon as a builder's finished building, we normally do a final inspection. That's pretty important, the final inspection. Uh, before, you know, that's a practical completion. And that's where, look, I mean, a good builder will actually go through and do his own uh, defects list. A good builder does. They don't wait for you to do it, but you should do it anyway. And you can get professional people in to do that. They, Would you advise professional? Definitely, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can do it yourself, but you're going to miss a lot. You're not, you know, it's mm. not your job. It's not what you do. It's what not your it, profession. What is it like? Let's just go on a, like, one, a, just, let's just go on a duplex in. Anywhere? Know. Yeah. What, what's, a, what's a rough idea on the cost of a, of a professional to do it? Yeah, like it's about. Three, three thirty, three hundred fifty dollars, roughly. Oh, so that's what it's it worth. Is. Its weight in gold. Yeah, yeah. And look, you can find them. You could Google up uh, final inspections, those sorts of things. People, um, some of them are ex-builders or whatever they do them. Hmm. Uh, some, some do nothing but that, and uh, and that those final inspections. And it, it is worth it to to get them to do that. I mean, obvious things that sometimes show up, and really, a builder should pick this up before the inspection, but they don't. Mm. It's things like a cracked tile. You know, sometimes I've seen when a plumber does up the flange. I straight away picked. That's when my head went to that yeah, straight away. Yeah, you know, you know when they do up the flange on a tap and you've got the tile at the back. Well, if you over-crank that flange, you can crack the tile, and that is a real pain. Don't over-crack your flanges. No, no, don't ever <laughs> over-crank a, them at all. But. <laughs> never over-crank a flange. Yeah, I think if, if you, wherever you're listening to this, try and even say well, that. Well, that's a terrible thing to fix because they've already cut a hole in the tiles, yes. and, and there's probably one more than one tile involved. Mm. So then it's a bit of a job. The plumber, well, really the tiler will probably turn the water off and come and do the plumber's job, you know, take the tap off, but just putting tiles back in that are cracked is a lot harder than laying them in the first place. Mm. And, of course, the the plumber will probably get 
blamed for it, which it was his fault. But the tiler, the builder probably gets the tiler in to fix it. The tiler builds the builder, the builder builds the tiler. Oh, my gosh. It's a bit messy. That's an example of something obvious. I mean, runs Mm. in paint. Mm. Uh, You still see that. Or or paint being missed. Mm. I did a uh, four townhouse project uh, with my son Luke a couple of years ago now. The trades were good, but the painter was a shocker. Mm. And when I went through at the end, I went through with the uh, with the professional, but I, I didn't need him to pick out the paint problems. And I said to the builder after, I said, mate, was this, like, is your normal painter, was he off sick and you just grab somebody? And he said, no, no, he's my normal painter. And I said, well, make him unnormal. Like, get yeah. rid of him. Don't bring him back. Like, and definitely don't have him on any of my jobs in future. It was a shocking job. He just missed so much. You know, say behind a downpipe, I can remember. Oh, it's so... Uh, you know, missed, missed it there. Uh, runs in the paint. Um, I think there was actually a, a building wardrobe he didn't even paint inside. Like, it was just unbelievable. Mm. And, uh, I, you know, I just couldn't believe it. But, yeah, the finishing trades are the ones that really show out. And by finishing trades, I'm talking about... Uh, you know, tilers and painters and mm. those sorts of things. The final, the things that are visually, um, mm. just visual, like so visual, as opposed to when we're talking about defects, they're yeah. not always visual, are they? No, and some of the defects uh, you don't notice immediately mm. because they, they can come into play. Let's say you've got a six-month defects liability period. There will be some defects that don't actually show immediately and might start to show at month three or four or five or... What about our friends recently with the latest deluge of rain, massive downpours, and their their build, they didn't actually realise what had gone, nothing to do with us (laughs) and nothing to do with anything we had to do with, but that something had been built in reverse. What was it? Yeah, and and that was built a long time ago. Um, So it it, it was actually the, um, the role... On one end of the uh, roofing, it had been put in in reverse. Put in wrong. Yeah. And they said it was almost like an apprentice must have done it and it had been yeah. missed. And but then the rain had gone into their house and just dripped down walls yeah. because there had been so much rain. But it, it took the incredible amount of rain and with the wind behind it that they had last week to actually show up. Show up. Yeah. I mean, it, it had rained for a couple of years mm. on their house and not since like they that. finished it. Yeah. And it hadn't shown up. But that actually falls under – that's a defect liability. Well, I mean, well, it's a defect that, on the build, but it's yeah, too late. Yeah, but it's yeah. too late. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know whether they got it checked uh, or whether the person that checked it actually, you know, went up on the roof. Mm. Uh, I mean, they should. Mm. Uh, they should go everywhere. So, so Bob, you were talking uh, – you, you mentioned at the start, like, getting somebody to do it, and, and you can Google them or you can go to handovers.com. Or, yeah, there's we plenty, use them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of places. Do you usually uh, recommend that people go with their with that person or just get the report and read it? Look, I've done too many developments to want to hang around while they do it. Yeah. Uh, so It's in, not your first rodeo. No. But look, <laughs> if, you, if you're new to development um, and they're okay with it, mm. it'd be good to tag along and just see what they pick up because people that do that professionally have a really sharp eye mm. and they know what to look for. So for each room in there, they've got a whole list. I mean, they don't just sort of wander around looking for something. They mm. have a list of things to look for and, and they tick them off. I reckon I'd be good at it. I'd pick up stuff oh, like you do. that. Yeah, yeah. Some got, things like that I just am good at. I walk in and go, oh, look. you got the, uh, 
the yeah. vision, vision of an eagle. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I do. Yeah, well, if I ever look, if I'm ever looking for something to do, maybe that's a position well, I might, it, have, it, I might it, look up. Well, I start it, a company. It could be. It won't be. I won't be joining you on no. that. One, so. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, uh, but uh, you know, they go around in each room. They'll mark down the defects. Mm. You know, bedroom one, bedroom two, living kitchen, and so forth. And then they give you the developer that list, mm. and then you present that to the builder. And what's the builder's response in your experience? Good. Oh, is it always good? Well, I tend to use good builders. I've been lucky. I mean, not every builder I've ever used has been really good, but, but generally they are. Okay. And a good builder, as I said, they will go through themselves before the handover, mm. And but there's still things I'll probably miss. Have you ever had, like, none? Like, there's been no, no none? Okay. No, never. They're not that good never. a builder. So never, those good ever, builders ever. you're talking about are a bit Well, rare. these are tradies as well. Yeah. I mean, it's the trade. Nothing against your tradies. It's the trades that do the work, but the builder is responsible. Mm. Yeah, so it's up the builder. Yeah. And so when the builder gets that list, he will then go through it and pick out the different trades. Mm. So what the builder does, he then collates his own list, but in, in the trade order. Oh, so okay. he'll, he'll say plumber, and then he might say unit two, en suite, uh, Tap upside down. Yeah, yeah, tap upside down, whatever. And so the plumber will get a list, the painter will get a list, whoever it is will get a list, Mm. and then they go back, fix it, and then what you can do, this this is what I do. I don't generally go around with the professional person on the first look because I've I've been there too long. But as I said, if you're new to it, tag along, see what they do. If you're new to it, do it, yeah. And what will happen is you can pay them if you want to to come back and check to see that everything's been done at the end. Mm. But for me, their value is in getting them to find the faults in the first place. I can I can go back and see if they've been fixed. It's a lot yeah. easier. Mm. And so I tend to go through with my list and just make sure, yeah, that cracked tile behind that tap's been fixed. Your yeah, list that. is in the list they've given you of yeah. the defects that yeah, yeah, have yeah. been fixed. I, yeah, I think the skill's in finding the faults. Yeah. Not so much in seeing if the builder's finished or not. Yeah. Uh, and so you can do that yourself. Hang on, are these men? Do they go <laughs> in and have a men's look? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Oh, but, but if you've got a list of what should have been repaired, yeah. it's a lot easier to say, okay, that run's gone. Yes, that cracked hole's been fixed. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that sliding door in the, in the building's been straightened, mm. whereas previously when it, when it you know, touched the jam, there's a bit of a gap at the top. Mm. You know, those sorts of things. Easy to do on, on the way, you know, on the reverse angle, so... I think also it, there are like some things you, some people must let go because do you remember about a year and a half ago we took a group of mentoring students around a property in Brisbane? Oh, yeah, and I remember that. The finishes on that development were oh, atrocious. Oh, horrendous, atrocious. Horrendous. They were just like I was just thought, oh my goodness, I could do a better job painting, but I do enjoy painting. Wow, and it wasn't just painting. Oh, I, was, I mean, that. There was, uh, they must have been built to a price. Yep. They were three-storey townhouses just completed. It was a, a tough block. Yep. It was a very slopey block, but that's no... That's no excuse that's for no shoddy excuse. painting. <laughs> oh, the painting, the painting was terrible. Even the tiling, it looked like they had the apprentice on the job. Mm. And I can remember some of the bricks, uh, you know, in, inconsistent joints Joint, and perps. Yep. Yes. Uh, just about everywhere you looked, you could find fault. You know what's funny about that one? Because I remembered that one when we decided on this topic. What I found unusual was the actual place wasn't even cleaned up no. afterwards. Like, if you're going to have an open house, because we went to an open house inspection, 
you would think that they would have cleaned the windows. They'd staged it, but it was still quite. There was dust everywhere. It was yeah. like they'd just finished it twenty minutes before, and yeah. maybe they did and didn't get time to do a clean. Well, that's another. Well, not so much a trade, I guess. But mm. I mean, the builder should, and nearly always does, bring in professional cleaners mm. at at the end of a job. No, they call fine, you know, final cleaners. They mm. they come in. That's their job. There's, there's cleaners that do nothing, uh, but final cleans on on builds. They don't, you know, come and. Well, Vac- vacuum your house. That's all they do. That certainly hadn't happened for that one. Not on that one. No, no way. No. It was terrible. No, it was and terrible. It, and and like, what are the impacts, Bob, of of things like if we're just talking? Not we're talking. That's sort of more finishes. So if we're talking finishes, which will be probably more on the sale, like in that scenario, mm. what would be the impact well, of well, that? Would you have bought any of those townhouses? I no, wouldn't have. Not no. not unless I got a huge discount. No. You know, I can even recall us bringing to notice to the agent there some mm. of those faults and they were embarrassed. Mm. I mean, that's that's a tough gig for an agent Especially to have to sell comp- something with that looks like that. If they have competition, like beside them and they're selling and they've got another agent selling oh. close by, which there were quite a few down yeah. there, that would be hard work. That would be hard work. Mm. You know, there's, a, there's an old saying, um, you've probably heard me say it, uh, the builders use it. They say, I can build cheap, I can build fast, and I can build to a good finish. Which two do you want? Mm. Now, as developers, we'd love all three. We'd love them to a really good standard of finish. We'd love them to be cheap and we'd love them to be fast. But builders say you can't have all three. Choose your two. I even know uh, a developer that uh, we works with us, and he sees the same thing mm. as a developer. So if you want a really cheap job... Uh, don't expect a high quality job, but mm. it might be fast. So it might be cheap and fast, um, and that's how it works. Uh, you know, a cheap job might mean cheaper tradesmen, mm. cheaper tradespeople. Well, they put their juniors on with not not enough supervision, or yeah, yeah. But what's the worst you've seen? Like the worst you've seen? Oh, it's pro- it's oh, it could be a good fifteen years ago. Uh, I went. I saw some apartments. They're they two story apartments. They're in a suburb called Redcliffe in Brisbane, mm. and Oh my God! Like it was, it was, it was considerably worse if you if you can believe it. Are we talking finishes or defects? I, well, I don't know what the defects were, but I'm sure there was a big list of defects. But just going through at the end when it was open uh, with the agent there, mm. um, I, I mean everything was wrong. There was oh, you go outside, you know, there was expansion joints that were never sealed. Uh, I can remember, you know, the brick sill. Mm. It it should be straight. The bricks started off from one angle and sort of tapered off. They probably changed about 10 degrees uh, by the time you got to the, the other brick on Upward the end. Upward or downward or inward? Well, it's sort of downwards, but, but like it's got this downward slope. Yeah, it just looks so weird. Uh-uh. Um, yeah, and the brickwork was ordinary. It, was, it looked like it was a job done by everybody's apprentice. Mm. You know, well, so what were you doing there? Was it to Like buy, a competition to... between apprentices. <laughs> uh, but but first-year apprentices, not, not final-year apprentices. Um, Why were you there? Oh, just, we were actually in the street look, looking at another project and we saw the sign out, there's myself and two other guys, mm. and we thought, oh, let's go and have a look at this, you know. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's unbelievable. Um, like, you name it, doors, like sliding doors that, that were, you know, on buildings that were touching at the bottom and probably a centimetre and a half at the top. Oh. Um, like, everything that was wrong. And was it finished or...? Were it- well, the builder sort of thought, I thought it was finished. 
Um, he was a, a builder developer, so it wasn't a developer who used a builder. He he was from a foreign country, and and I don't know quite how he got to get an, his license here. Mm. Um, but he should have it taken off him. Mm. But you see, there's a problem. There's a bad builder who's also the developer, so he's not. You know, as a developer, we check the builder's work. Right. But he didn't because he's both. He's checking his own. It's like a hairdresser cutting he, their own hair. He, he may not have known how bad it was. I don't know. Oh, no. Yeah, pretty atrocious. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, so yeah, defects. But, but standards are finished, particularly when you're working in, you know, the upper part of the middle of the market or even, you know, the top end. I mean, it's so critical. Mm. I know a builder um, who who builds uh, like middle-of-the-market projects, uh, but he also does upmarket housing. So he does upmarket houses, but like, you know, three- and four-pack townhouses in the middle of the market, which is a sort of a – he can because he's licensed to do it. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, I said, do you use the same trades on both of those? And he said, no. Really? Yeah. He said, I've got a set of trades people for my upmarket houses and I've got another set on the townhouses. So that doesn't mean the people that – traders that do the townhouses are bad tradesmen but they match the quality of the work that's expected in that middle of the market townhouse mm. market but you know that top end that expensive housing people are very discerning and often the designs are complex you know architectural designs so he has like special painters special plasters you know for his upmarket stuff yeah yeah and they as i said they they're probably slower and neater and better mm. Like, I, I never actually met them, but he said, I've got a, a – my tiler's German. I don't know whether Germans are good tilers or not. Um, I think Italians are, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, and I said, oh, what's, Sounds like a good story, what's his rate? And, and his rate was probably only, only 20 25% above, you know, what would be like the going rate. Mm. But he said he does an incredible job. Mm. Is this that builder that we went to the open home of? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so I he had the double opening, and they were they were quite very nice, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. And that's not even his upmarket ones. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got but it. but um, that's the thing, you know, the in that upmarket, it's not about speed. It's mm. about quality, and quality you know, costs something, mm. and you can't push it too hard on 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 speed. So do you think it's like worth considering engaging an architect or a construction manager to overview the construction to ensure that it is – or is that quite costly or is that something people do well, do? It or? costs something. I guess, you know, in a way you've got to sort of differentiate between – you know, d- during a build, mm-hmm. there's stuff that you end up seeing and there's stuff that you don't. Mm. Like I'll, I'll just pick a silly example perhaps. Let's say that in a wall frame, let's say you've got – you know, normally the studs, which are the vertical timber members, they're, they're straight up and down, they're 90 degrees. But what if you had, you know, one that was 80 and another one that was 75 and then the rest are okay? I mean, that looks terrible when you look at the frame. But once you've got plasterboard on it... Can't see it. It doesn't matter anymore. Mm. Uh, by the same token, it's, it's a shoddy bit of framing. Uh, but, but the stuff you do see, um, rendering... Mm. You know, for, for quite a few years now, it's been popular to render blockwork or brickwork, and shoddy rendering looks rubbish. Ah, oh, yeah, I, and I, and you see it when you look straight at the wall; it looks okay, but with rendering, you have to come in from the side mm. on a fairly sharp angle, and that's when you start to see the lumps and you start to see the shadows mm. of a bad render, and that's that's very 
difficult to, to fix. Bob, do builders get almost known for their workmanship? Is that quite common? It's like, oh, they're often a bit dodge or... Yeah, yeah, they do. I mean, not all builders that build at a good price are shonky or bad or bad quality mm. because some some builders do control their work well and do have good trades mm-hmm. and, and are very efficient and can build at a decent price, you know, not the lowest price. Mm-hmm. But if you think of it, if, like if you go for the lowest, lowest price you can get, you're going to get a builder uh, who probably doesn't take as much care because it's all about price. Mm. He's going In order to get Speed. the price, he's going to get the cheapest tradies. Mm. There might be a reason why they're cheap. Mm. There might be a reason why he can get a plasterer to start tomorrow mm. and not in two weeks' time uh, because he hasn't got enough work because mm. people, he only ever does one job. <laughs> they don't get him back, you know. Uh, mm. So... That's that's how often how it works, uh, but it doesn't mean the dearest job is is the way to go either. Yeah. Um, but you need to look at the quality of builders' work. So on the way through, getting back to your question, um, I mean you can you could get uh, the architect who did the designs for you. You could get them. Uh, they don't miss you price wise. Uh, it's not something I normally do, but um, particularly once it, once the finishing trades are in. Mm. Like the the you know the painters and the tilers and, and those sorts of people towards the end where, where you start to see the results. But even plastering, you know, sometimes you see a terrible plastering job where they've gone a a, a little bit shallow, you know, on the joins. Uh, they haven't you know filled them out mm. properly. You just see, or, or particularly on the ceiling, because the ceiling, you know, you often pick it up on a ceiling, uh, or particularly on semi gloss walls. You know, when you're looking along, it shows up more on a gloss wall. Mm. Uh, mm. Bad plastering, but those sorts of things should be picked up by a good builder. And and a good builder shouldn't. The fact that he is a good builder means generally that he uses good tradespeople. Mm. What's your been back to defects now? What's been the biggest defect you've come across in your experience? Your uh, thirty-eight years worth. You've probably come across some doozies. Yeah, uh, like yeah. that you caught in time. That didn't. That didn't miss the defects liability period or. Well, no absolute shocker, but, but I mean, funny things you pick up when they check, uh, let's say roofing. Mm-hmm. Now, how many people climb up on the roof to have a look at the end of a job? I Not don't, many. No, I don't think anyone would. No, but I can remember one job where they didn't have enough screws. It was a metal roof. Mm. They didn't have enough screws. Uh-oh. I mean, it's dictated by the wind rating, how many screws you have mm. uh, and the spacing of them. And there was a a shortage of screws, shall we say. And then, well, that's, that's easily fixed. I mean, the, uh, the builder has to get his, his roofie back mm. and uh, put more screws in. But, but I mean, that in, in the wrong sort of uh, climate, you know, a bit of a cyclone, a bit of a blow, that, that could be a bit of an issue because once you lose your roof, you, you know, we saw it recently in the floods. You know, when your roof comes off, your ceiling gets yesterday wet. Yesterday, we your ceiling, fact, we your saw ceiling someone, collapses. someone close by yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, that uh, – oh, you know, lots of other things, just, just lots of little things. Yeah, you know, doors that are a bit sticky, windows that, mm. are, that are a bit – sliding doors, that's something that often can uh, come out in the following, you know, months afterwards yeah. where they start to grate a bit. Um, yeah, all the, yeah. Uh, the thing is, as a developer, we, we sell our property either to an owner-occupier or a tenant. And so during that defects liability period, that's you know, six months or whatever it happens to be, 
there's either an owner occupier or a tenant in there. Yeah. And so they can come up because they live there with with some faults, and they'd normally protocol would be for them to contact the managing agent. Mm-hmm. You know about the defect. The managing agent then contacts. I always get the whenever I finish, I give the de- the builder's details to the, the owner man- oh, or yeah. the managing agent, so they but, don't have to come back to you. Well, don't don't come back to me. But I mean, by the same token, I might be nearly always holding a retention, so I need to know about it. Uh, I need to know that the builder does come back and fix it. Mm. That's all I need to know because if he doesn't come back and fix it, and I'm holding a retention then I will use that retention to get somebody else to come and fix it. Well, you've just opened that door, so let's go in there, Bob. So retention is generally six months on the defects liability? Well... And what's... Yeah, well, retentions, for those that don't know, are a sum of money that you hold back from the builder when you pay him. Uh, It varies. It can be anything from 5 to 10%. uh, Of the total build cost. Of the total build cost. 5% is relatively common. Mm Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the job, when the builder's finished and he's fixed up the defects at the time, you often reduce that from, let's say, 5% down to 2.5%, and you sit on that money. Now, it's probably part of your loan funds, so it's just sort of sitting in your loan account at the bank. And if there are defects during that defects liability period, you obviously contact the builder, and the builder has to go and fix them. Now, if they refuse to or don't get there or can't or won't or whatever, then you can use that money to get somebody else to come and fix it. Is there a specific amount of time once they've been notified about a defect that they've got to to fix it? No, well, generally, generally it's not stated. So, what um, would be okay well, for de- you to decide de- to get somebody else? Oh, well, I'd want it in writing. Um, I'd, I'd I'd instruct him, you know, two even three times. Get a date out of him. If if he misses a date, probably twice. Good enough for me. You just get somebody else mm. and then let them know? Oh, yeah, because there might still be some money left in, in that account. So that 2.5%. Oh, uh, he just gets the rest. Yeah, okay. I, it, it might be down to 1% after I've paid somebody to fix something. Well, get, you know, it's still his money. Yeah. You're holding his money back on him, so it's mm. not your money to mm. play with. Uh, but Can't go out and buy shoes. Yeah, no. Not all <laughs> building contracts have a retention, though. Don't, oh, don't they? No, some of the smaller resi-type contracts don't, which is a bit of an issue. Mm. If, um, because then you're left responsible for any defects. Well, he should still come back. Mm. But if he doesn't, how hard do you want to chase him? And sure, there's a tribunal in every state, but they, look, they're basically Four a dog, years dog without teeth. Yeah. Uh, it's not For a small job, it's never worth trying to chase a mm. builder through, 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 you know, through arbitration mm. for a small, small amount. But that's why it's good to have a retention. Okay. I think uh, anything else you'd like to finish? Have we, have we covered off everything people should know about how important it is, how important a, a good standard of finish is? Well, it, it is because, you know, if your standard of finish shows and it's not real good, you'll get hammered by the purchaser mm. for far more than you might have saved mm. on that job. Because people will want discounts. and They do want discounts. And normally the discount they want is far greater than... The defect. <laughs> ...than to fix the defect in mm. a way. Um, and, that, and that's what happens. So, yeah, I mean... So not just that, you also potentially could lose sales because people will go to other people that can't yeah. be bothered with that sort of drama. And look, if you've got a, done a four-townhouse project, it could easily be costing you $300 a day in interest. Mm. So you want to get the thing sold and settled. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I guess, you know, at the end of the day, choose your builder wisely, go and look at their work, 
uh, take recommendations from other people, have a look at it yourself, make sure that they do have a good standard to finish mm. uh, and use those builders. And, and yeah, get a professional in, in at the end, mm. for sure, uh, to do those final inspections. And, yeah, happy developing. Happy developing. Well, thanks, Bob. Another great, insightful episode, number 40 from you. Congratulations, by the way, on hitting number 40. Yes. I don't know, because I'm launching my new podcast soon, which is a little bit different. It's around, um, it's a bit more female orientated, mm. but, but sort of mindset. Oh, no, no, not really. You no, won't be. I'll be interviewing. Uh, I wouldn't want to be on that one. It's actually called. From frozen to fearless. So wow! I know. Seriously, it's pretty exciting. And I don't know if people know that, but Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary Mm, V. For those if you don't know him, Google Gary V. He promised me once that he would be on my podcast episode one hundred and one. So will he be on the Property Mastermind podcast or well, will he be on... Well, quickly you bang those ones out. You might yeah, I know. overtake us. What if I add the two together? I just can't wait. I, and do I go to America and, uh, and, you know, I always thought that would be the way to do it. I go to him and yeah. do the interview or is it going to be Skype? I will try my hardest to do a face-to-face to, with him. When, you, when he made you that promise, mm. you flew to New Zealand to see him, mm. to hit him up yep. on stage in front of 5,000 people. Yes, you hit him up for that. Yep. I only flew over there because I knew he was going to say, I knew he was going to offer that, not with the opportunity, let people ask him a question. So I sneaked, I ripped over to New Zealand the day before, got to the front of the queue because so many people missed out. And instead of asking him a marketing question, I asked him that question. And he was like, um, no, but I will, I will, I said, will you be on my podcast? Which I hadn't even launched then. (laughs) So there you go. Cheeky stuff. Cheeky stuff. All about getting what you want. All about like just achieving, really. Mm. Choosing what you like, just like property development. And if you opened our email this week, it was about um, crawling to walking. A really cute one. But but if you do get our email, uh, they are quite good. And Bob writing next week. That was a cracker you did this. It was a good um, one. With little Charlie, your grandson. A little video. Knocking out 16 steps and staggering all over the place. But next week is Bob, and Bob's quite cynical and humorous with his writing, mm. so it's your turn it to write be, next week. It will be, as always. Yeah, can't wait to see it. Or re- can't wait to read it. But anyway, we'll, we'll end up waffling on for days. It's at the end of episode 40. We hope you've enjoyed it. We've enjoyed recording for you. Remember to look out for our meetups coming up soon. Uh, yep. We've moved the dates out just because of what's gone on in Brisbane. So we'll be looking at 9th of April for the first one. And it's a, what's not, it's, what are we calling it? It's a, it's a gathering. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, it's almost a party. It's, yes, why not? Everything you need Celebrate. to know. Being out and about. Keep your eyes open for that one. All right. Thank you so much. And we'll catch you next week. Bye now. Bye.